0: Legalized pot, social districts for drinking in the streets of the blue blue cities. We're flying high with the Great Reset and...
1: Everybody must get stoned.
0: Indigenous investigation finds no evidence of human remains under residential schools in Canada. So now what? Will Pope Francis apologize for his apology? On the eve of the Synod on Synodality, two more bishops stand up for tradition. And the primate of all Ireland praises the Latin Mass. Buckle up, friends. This is getting really good. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. I am Michael Matt. This is the Remnant Underground. So, question for you. How do you like your great reset so far? I mean, man, every day doesn't it just seem like it's getting weirder and weirder and weirder? And I don't know after a while if it's one gigantic psyop or or what it is, but it really is crazy. And people keep talking about how the Great Reset is a conspiracy theory. I, I love this. I love this. I was just down in Virginia. I want to or in Louisiana. I want to talk about talk about that in a minute. But I, I want to try to get a coffee in a uh, an airport, Dallas. And I went to give the guy cash for my stupid coffee. And he's like, well, we don't take cash. So, okay, there it is. There's your great reset. The cashless society is already here in airports. And people are like, bah, 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 bah. it's just a conspiracy theory. It's never going to come. You know, you can't even get a coffee with cash anymore. You know, want to talk about that. But before I get started on that, I want to talk a little bit about having missed last week's show. That was, um, man, I'm sorry I wasn't here in the underground, but we were down in Louisiana for this new Von uh, Kickoff off uh, conference with my with my buddy Ross um, McKnight uh, and I gotta tell you it was really really fun it was really refreshing we did a whole redo on the whole uprising in the Vendée of the traditional Catholic pioneers the French 500,000 Catholics that were wiped out by the Enlightenment had a great discussion and what was refreshing to me because we always talk we try to stay positive down here Ross is a young guy. I don't know how old, how old Ross McKnight is. I don't think he's 30 yet. He's got a bunch of kids. Maybe he's a little over 30, but he's just full of vim and vigor for the cause, for the traditional Catholic cause. And I was refreshed by him and his group. Because they're not sitting there talking about the old, you know, things that traddy cats love to just spend days and months and years fighting and bickering over. Is Pope Francis the Pope? Isn't he the Pope? Really, If you think he's the Pope, you're a heretic. If you think he's not the Pope, you're a schismatic and all this stuff. This guy down there with his teen, they're just starting over. They all go to the Latin Mass. You know, they're all traditional Catholics. They're all trying to set up like a new system of, of even economics so that that community can grow, preserve their traditions as Catholics. They're not talking about this stuff that we can't solve anyway. They're gonna build a strong community. They're gonna restore the, the, the traditions of their, even their, their, um, their region down in Louisiana that was very, very Catholic, and that's what they're concentrating on. Eventually, somebody is gonna come along, history, a future pope, and they'll let us know what Francis is. In the meantime, friends, we gotta to stay together. And making the big dramatic proclamations, he's not the Pope, I have decided. He is not the Pope. According to the Magisterium of Michael Matt, Francis has lost his office. (laughs) Wouldn't you think I'm nuts if I start making proclamations like that? We don't know. So we pray for the guy, and in the meantime, we oppose the agenda. And we can all unite on that. Pray for him and oppose him. The loyal opposition. That's what we've always been. Because it is absolutely essential now, dead serious, friends, that we stay together. Because that's the whole point and purpose of what they're doing in the Vatican with the Synod and everything else. They're trying to blow us apart, polarize us, right? Make us weak, send us off into the tall grass, into the fever swamps of this conspiracy theory and that one or whatever. Anathematize our brothers because we're in chaos and there's no leadership and we are the scattered sheep. We cannot let that happen because we have work to do right and we don't know we don't have the authority even if i thought francis wasn't the pope i lack the authority to make that proclamation for you and if i were to do that if i were to make that proclamation then what now do you belong to the church of michael j matt what is that it all the good priests that are the novus ordo level or in the society of saint Pius X or in the fraternity of saint peter who are still laboring in the vineyard they're fighting they're opposing what's happening but they're not making that proclamation now are they the bad guys because they're not ready to proclaim Francis's pontificate, null and void. You see? You see what happens? It just splinters and fragments us for no, po- no, no point in purpose. And in the meantime, <laughs> the bad guys, the real bad guys, are coming after us. <laughs> As I say, every day gets a little weirder, doesn't it? Your conspiracy theories flying all over the place about everything. People don't know if they're coming or going, do they? And people say, well, yeah, you know, that's really bad in politics. But if you get Donald Trump in, everything's going to change and we're going to be do you, do you actually believe that? You kind of wonder why Donald Trump is in the news constantly, almost as if they want him in the news, right? For example, they're not letting him go. Is that because they know they're going to crush him? Is that because they know even if he wins, there's going to be a major civil war. that's going to tear this country apart, which is what they want. I'm not saying that I know the answer to these things. I'm just talking about the stuff that's a bit suspicious. <laughs> and in the meantime, you see evil manifesting itself everywhere. And people keep giving the benefit of the doubt to the craziest, weirdest monsters on the cultural scene. Have you noticed this? You know, With our children's entertainers, they look demonic, especially these, these young, the young girls. I couldn't name uh, uh, two or three of them. Somebody somebody had a meme about Taylor Swift that I thought was funny. They said, even if Taylor Swift was, was performing in my bathroom, I wouldn't go see her, which is where I'm at, of course. But now they've taken these little kids, they've taken away all the musical talent, and they, 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 they generate the sound with computers, and then they turn the little girls into strippers for 10-year-olds, 15-year-olds, 18-year-olds. That's entertainment for the kids, right? And you have all of this obvious demonic stuff going on, and people are like, yeah, but it's just you know entertainment for the kids. W- w- how did we get here?
2: I guess drank each other's blood might mislead people. Or- it's just a few drops, but yes, we do consume each other's blood on occasion for ritual purposes. For what
0: purposes? Ritual purposes. Now, who is this this creature? Somebody uh, sent me the cr- uh, Megan Fox. Fox. What is yeah, Megan? What is what is a Megan Fox? Is that a singer, an actress, a- actress. actress? Actress. Okay. Does a little vampirism on the weekends, apparently, and we're like, yeah, yeah but it's just you know, they're just having fun. No, friends, this not is on occasion. occasion. This this is this is this is really serious stuff. <laughs> and what do you what do you do in the face of that? Where where is the spiritual gui- guidance or protection against people who are entertaining our children twenty four seven and uh, admitting to being vampires? You say, well, we, we got the Catholic Church, so that's cool. You Protestant folks, well, we got the Bible. Yeah, you got the Bible. It's going to take a little more than Bible reading to stop that level of cultural demonism, don't you think? And then people say, well, you got the Catholic Church. Catholic Church is here. It's strong. (laughs) Pope Francis is shutting down the Latin Mass worldwide, friends. Every exorcist worth his salt has always told us the demons can't handle prayers in Latin. Francis, get rid of the Latin Mass. What do you think? Is there a connection? Oh, and the reason he's getting rid of the Latin masses is because he wants to make sure the liturgy we all attend in the Catholic Church is right in line with Vatican II. You know, like this. Walter, what the hell's going on here? I'm not sure what that is. <laughs> What's he doing with a ukulele at Mass? Does anybody know?
2: It's embarrassing.
0: Well, that's the word. It's cringeworthy. The Novus Ordo has become so incredibly cringeworthy. I guess you could say it's demonically cringeworthy now. It's this guy doing, who gave him permission to do this. But this, this is okay in the church that Pope Francis built. It's so fundamentally profoundly embarrassing what's happening to the catholic church and meanwhile while we're looking at father ukulele over there the globalists are having their way the globalist
1: demons are having their way the other two things that are coming down the pike are the gradual erosion of cash you will all of you who are listening to me will be able to see that uh, cash is getting harder to obtain and harder to use. And lots of supermarkets are getting rid of humans, so it's only a machine. And I promise you, as is happening in France and the UK where I live, they're abolishing the checkout assistant. You'll only be able to pay with a bank card or an app, no cash. And finally, you can check this out, all central banks are toying with what's called central bank digital currencies. You will bank with the central bank in your country. So now let me give you a scenario. You walk up to the shop door and you're required to beep your digital ID. So because we're moving into what has been described as the zero trust world, these are not my words, these are their words, zero trust world. So you need to prove who you are at every moment. You wave your ID. If they've decided, because I've said bad things on social media, they're not going to admit me to food stores, the door will not open. So this is how bad it is. Let's say they let me in the store and I have had a steak yesterday and I go to the butcher's counter and I pick up some meat and I go to the automated checkout. The computer in the sky checks and says, you've already had eight ounces of steak, nothing for you. Which now
0: reminds me of our sponsor this evening, Charity Mobile, doing their part, doing a great job. They are America's premier pro-life phone company and the sponsor of this video. You know, they've given us a special offer if you want to make... The switch over to Charity Mobile, go to charitymobile.com and use the code REMNANTV for a free phone, free activation, and free shipping. Best of all, 5% of your monthly plan, your price, goes to the pro-life charity of your choice. So call to order at 1-877-474-3662 or visit charitymobile.com and remember the code REMNANTV. So you might think Joe Biden, man, he is slipping. Ha, this is great. We're gonna just to Trump's gonna be a slam dunk. I wouldn't be so so sure about that. I think that everything we're seeing with Joe, the Catholic Biden, uh, is 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 orchestrated. It's performative. It's being shown to us on purpose because they want the world to see it. It's not an accident. So he's wandering around like a living breathing metaphor now joe is of the catholic church in the modern world utterly incompetent man leader of the free world
1: it is absurd that barton is president of the united states
0: i love that photographer who's like well hey you guys the president just just left the room over here but, but there she is yeah what we're we gonna do with this it's gone uh you know, part of this obviously is dementia but part of it i think is orchestrated it's performative it's part of the show You know, they're letting this old nutter run around loose on purpose because they want the entire world to see what? To see this sort of cadaverous freak show at the executive level of the good old, you know, United States of America. They want everybody to see that. They wanna let that show just be shown all around the world. So everybody's real sure that obviously, rest in peace, America, it's time for a one world government. America's not gonna have any leadership in what's coming in this great reset which, again, wasn't hard to see coming. 12 o'clock noon, January 20th, if Joe Biden wins, he is going to be the monument to the U.S. presidency that they are going to tear down. That's why they want him in there. Because they can control him and they can fundamentally reset this country by destroying the presidency itself. So, it's all part of the show. Smoke them if you got them. Well, smoke pot if you got it. And Like the man said, everybody must get stoned. Walter, you showed me this clip of the US Open. I just cannot believe
1: this is happening in the United States of America. Snoop Dogg's living room, the rest of us know it as uh, Court 17 at the US Open.
2: The reason? An overpowering smell of pot. (laughs) It's become so problematic that
1: even some tennis pros have complained about it. It seems a contact high isn't out of the realm of possibility. 12th seeded Alexander Zareff says the entire court reeks of marijuana. I
0: love the way the guy's just just laughing away. Well, that's America. That's the uh, great reset America. It's just everybody's smoking grass now. They, 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 they want us all stoned, you see. In just a moment, we are going to sign the legislation um, to make recreational and adult-use cannabis available in Minnesota.
1: Everybody must get stoned.
0: Now, here's the thing. You know, I'd calm down those of you who are like, hey, man, what's the difference between pot and no, alcohol? Okay, fine. I'm, I'm not a big fan of the federal government's war on drugs. I never have been. I hope that doesn't scandalize any of you. I don't I don't think it was very serious from the start way back in the old Nancy Reagan days of just say no, you know? And think about what they've done with the drug war, what they've done to this country in the name of stopping drugs that they never stop. I mean, they used it to fleece billions of tax dollars, right? Did nothing to stop the flow of drugs into our streets, into our schools, into our playgrounds, right? It's worse now than it's ever been. And then at the same time, the drug war allowed the federal government to rob us of untold numbers of civil liberties if we've forgotten that we even had because well you got to stop the drugs right including cash right you got to get rid of cash because while drug users drug pushers and sellers they use the cash and so we got to get rid of the cash to keep you all safe from drugs you see nevertheless i really question the timing of this post-covid push to get everybody stoned don't you kind of I mean, Governor Walls over here in Minnesota, Flyoverland, he casts himself as a hero for legalizing cannabis, right? But he never gets around to explaining how the legalization of cannabis at this particular time, how it serves the common good. Why don't you get a job, Spicoli? What for? You need money.
2: <laughs> All I need are some tasty waves, cool buzz, and I'm fine.
0: Now, even back in the 80s, characters like that, comic characters, they were, they were mocked because they had checked out of society. They weren't going to contribute anything. And now you have government officials greenlighting all that to happen with young people because you know it's going to happen. That's going to happen to the kids. How's this going to end up? Our young people are already totally checked out, aren't they? They're intentionally unemployed, right, because of the COVID lockdowns. They're years behind in school, not only only nationally, but internationally. If you wanted to ensure zero resistance to some sort of, oh, oh, I don't know, a new world order, well, this is exactly how you would do it very first social district in the state is getting a test launch today.
2: In fact, part of Anoka's downtown will allow open containers in public. And here are the map. Uh, Here's the map of the areas involved. You can see it's allowed on sidewalks and even parks. All of the drinks will be poured into a clear plastic cup. So
0: so you're in flyover land now. I'm happy and proud to announce you can get yourself really, really trashed. And it's just walk down the street as best you can and that's going to be fine oops watch your step
1: and here in the metro people rather are enjoying the first official day of legal marijuana fox 9's paul bloom is live for us in st paul right now and paul you're at a pot party how's that going uh, well, my first time. Let's be honest. My first pod party. Here we are on the Sidewalk University in Snelling. Basically, I'm looking at Allianz Field across the street there. It's not a huge crowd, but they certainly are having uh, some fun. You might say spirits high. We've got uh, uh, music, uh, food truck. They're selling hot sauce and also selling these legal uh, Minnesota T-shirts here. We like it legal in Minnesota, August 1st, 2023. Some people telling me today, frankly, feels a little bit like Christmas.
0: But I have a question uh, that's dawned on me now that we're all uh, choking on clouds of marijuana smoke. I mean, I got out of an elevator in a nice hotel the other day, and the previous occupants of my elevator had been having a nice ride, you know? And the thing was thick with hot smoke and felt nauseous. And it, it was a, it was like a four star hotel. That was fine though. That's fine. So my question is, whatever happened to secondhand smoke? Cause I gotta tell you, I felt a little something, you know, when I climbed out of there, like something climbing out of Cheech and Chong's van, right? In my hotel. Whatever happened to the secondhand smoke thing? You remember? All the smokers had to get out and freeze themselves in the street outside of bars and restaurants because the secondhand smoke was going to kill everybody, right? Now we got clouds of pot smoke wafting through the air, the streets of Minneapolis, and our uber liberal friends, they're not concerned in the least about lung cancer anymore. (laughs) Why not? What happened? I mean, the science couldn't be any more clear on this. Even the CDC, right? We were told for three years, you got to do everything the CDC tells you to do, right? Well, guess what, Governor Walls? The CDC says that secondhand marijuana smoke, and I'm quoting, contains the same cancer-causing chemicals found in tobacco. Did you get that? The same cancer-causing chemicals found in tobacco smoke. And some of those chemicals are in higher amounts in pot. CDC, secondhand marijuana smoke also contains THC, which is responsible for marijuana's psychoactive effects, i.e. the high that you get from this thing. So you get to get stoned by the secondhand smoke, whether you want to or not. Walter. I got a song for that. (laughs) <laughs> Best I can tell, the world's going to hell Willie got that one right, that's for sure And who's the other guy there? Merle? Merle Haggard, yeah, and I don't make him like that anymore Again, the CDC is warning us, doesn't matter Marijuana use during adolescence Impacts the developing teenage brain And causes problems with attention, motivation, and memory <sighs> Again, how, how does any of this How does the legalization of pot Serve the common good again? Because I'm unclear. And why is nobody worried about the secondhand smoke? I'm unclear. Why is nobody worried about everybody starting to smoke up here in the land of 10,000 lakes? I'm unclear. Doesn't matter. <laughs> but the really, really, really sad thing is just think of the message this is sending to the kids. You know, our poor kids, they've been so abandoned. They're so wrecked. You know, we wrecked the family, we blew up the home. Some of them don't have moms, some of them don't have dads, some of them have two moms, some of them have two dads. Total chaos, right? You know, and the state comes out and says, hey, Johnny, feeling kind of sad? How about we castrate you? How about we turn you into genie, Johnny? <laughs> Think of the monster that would do that in real life, like to one of your kids. And yet, that's what the state is doing right now. I got Governor Walls saying, we're going to turn Minnesota into a sanctuary state for those who want to castrate themselves. <laughs> I walk up to poor little Susie. Hey, Susie. You look, you look depressed. You look down. How about some pot? Hey, Susie, come here. Want some candy? Right? When I was in high school, people that behaved this way towards children got arrested. And yet they're doing it from the top all the way down, from the president of the United States all the way down through the governors of Minnesota and beyond. (laughs) Want some candy? Got some pot here for you. You see what they're trying to do here, friends? We are at the bottom. Minnesota started at the bottom and now it's going down with Governor Walz. We're not, a, we're not an anomaly. A lot of states are doing this. All these blue states are doing this. Encouraging kids to self-mutilate, self-medicate, stay unemployed permanently, <laughs> and then live in virtual reality with this nut job.
2: Imagine... You put on your glasses or headset and you're instantly in your home space. It has parts of your physical home recreated virtually. It has things that are only possible virtually. And it has an incredibly inspiring view of whatever you find most beautiful.
0: Okay, weirdo. Okay, so I started the show off by asking about, you know, how you enjoying that great reset so far. It's going to be fun, isn't it? What is this world going to look like? You know, I've got, some, I got a daughter who uh, uh, works in a nursing home. And you're just starting to see it now. But what's it going to look like in 10 or 15 years? It's going to be like the Star Wars cantina scene, even with the old people. Everything pierced and, and tatted and saggy and, you know, uh, 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 nondescript sexuality, right? Just, blah, blah, trying to get some more meth. I, I, can you imagine what the Great Recess actually going to look like? And right now they're hard at it. They want everybody addicted, stoned, masked up, get ready for the fall fun, locked down, and absolutely easy to control. This place Kensington that we've shown you, everybody's talking about, it's getting worse and worse all the time, Kensington on Pennsylvania. That's not the exception, friends. Kensington is the pilot city for the New World Order.
2: Telling you the negative energy here on Kensington is overwhelming unmatchable anywhere else in the world it just feels real negative real raw real dangerous and i never say that cool as i got any moment it's a very sad sight there's nothing here to laugh about these people are they need help
0: yeah all these people need help so thank you governor walls you woke flake sending our kids (laughs) giving them a one-way ticket to kensington pennsylvania
2: in just a moment we are going to sign the legislation um to make recreational and adult use cannabis available in minnesota
0: this friends is the culture of death in action these are the politicians who have embraced a christophobic worldview who have uncrowned christ the king if they ever even heard of him that's what they're doing to the kids and in Canada, God help, formerly Catholic Canada, they've made the culture of death official.
1: The Government says that in less than a year, it will be providing medical assistance in dying to people whose only condition is depression or mental illness.
0: It's just, it's, you know, it's, sometimes it's hard to wrap your mind around what's going on, right? I mean, not just in Canada, but I mean, in Canada, what, what the literal hell is going on up there. Think about it. Again, imagine it's a person and not a country. Just a guy on the street. Walks up to the little French kid in Quebec and says, Hey Pierre, you feeling depressed? How about we kill you? How about I show you how to kill yourself? We have to personify this more, what they're doing. You know what? There's there's stalkers, there's psychos, they're killers running the world setting up the great reset they used to make horror movies about this kind of thing that's going on right now north of the border up in canada not far from where i'm sitting right now they made horror movies about it
2: you're overwrought
1: madam i've opened a window for you a little air will do you good you have nothing to live for really have you
2: look down there it's easy isn't it Why don't you? Why
1: don't you? Go on. Go on.
0: Don't be afraid. (laughs) Pretty scary. So, kill yourselves, Canadians. So easy. Because Justin Jones cares about you. It's, It's become a cult. Justin Jones, the little ferret, is running a cult up there. Up in Canada, God died a long, long time ago. And religion, let's not forget, especially Christianity, especially Catholicism, up in Canada, very evil. Remember? All those Catholic nuns, those sexually repressed nuns, those psychotic priests from yesterday, from a long time ago. What were they doing? Oh, they were slaughtering the indigenous children in residential schools just for fun. Killing the kids. (laughs) Throwing their bodies in mass unmarked graves. Remember? We heard all about it a couple years back. Even the Vatican bought into it. Horrified. Oh, Francis, we must go to Canada to apologize for the mass graves. Remember?
1: A major part of the Pope's trip to Canada is to apologize for the past conduct of Christians in regard to the treatment of indigenous peoples in Canada. More than 150,000 native children were forced to attend state-funded Christian schools from 1831 to 1996. The realities of the schools were brought to light last year when the remains of 215 children were found outside of a school in British Columbia. The on Sunday saying that this trip is only part of the church's attempts to right the wrongs of the past.
0: Here's Justin the little ferret. He's holding his teddy bear. He's kneeling at the mass grave. He's weeping over the Catholic genocide. terrible catholic priests <laughs> now obviously it was fake news exactly as we told you it was at the time but the damage was done here's what we said at the time for what it's worth francis just today came out again railing against fake news you see that telling catholics they need to stop with the fake news as he's getting ready to go to canada on a road show and starring himself that's all about massive and exposed Fake news involving graveyards that don't exist, bodies that don't exist, no evidence whatsoever. But Francis is taking that fake news, (laughs) taking it all the way to town. Oh, I know. Some of you got really mad at me for that, you know, because (laughs) they had the scientists out there with ground penetrating radar. (laughs) Finding tennis shoes and human remains, you know, ground penetrating radar. How dare you, Michael Matt? How dare you, insensitive racist? There are children out there. They're buried right next to the Catholic schools. (laughs) Of course. It turns out that we were absolutely right. Not according to me, but according to the indigenous tribes people who were doing in on the investigations. Here's one of them. July 24th would be the start of our continuing search for truth as we move from identifying 14 reflections in the ground underneath the Catholic Church to an actual excavation of the site. The excavation would be an effort to determine the truth of the reflections identified by ground penetrating radar that was done twice over this location in the past 12 months. We are now concluding the excavation of the 14 locations under the church. The archeological team we hired from the University of Brandon, which is the same archeological team that is relied upon by regional police agencies when doing archeological excavations, found no conclusive evidence of human remains in their excavation of the ground under the church did did, did you hear that you didn't find any any human remains isn't that a shock just surprised because i thought everything that we saw on tv is always true <sighs> this is what they're doing with everything friends like i say if the lips are moving they're lying on tv and so some people are saying, really well Really? This story's huge. It's all over the world now. Because remember, Francis went up and put feathers on. I'll get to that in a minute. Really? So what happened to those indigenous children? I mean, we know they, they suffered, right? We know they were, they, were, they were tortured terribly, right? What happened to them all? Well, 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 as we pointed out last time, I don't know what that was, a year and a half, two years ago, <clears throat> We found indigenous people who were telling the truth about the residential schools, but you see, nobody could handle the truth. Justin Justin Trudeau didn't care about the truth. Pope Francis didn't care about the truth. Here's what actual indigenous people who went through the residential school system,
2: here's what they actually said. Is anybody curious? Concert pianist, librettist, novelist and playwright. Thompson Highway's life has taken him from the trap lines of northern Manitoba to the stages of the world. His plays are studied at universities all over North America and he has almost single-handedly created a vibrant and viable native theatre in Canada. I would think that your life, your adult life, would be more informed by what was probably the dichotomy of your early years, the Mm. more exaggerated uh, extremes, I would think, than, than most people would have. Idyllic to start with, certainly less than idyllic, as it became later when you were in, in a residential school. Oh, that's a, mis- that's a mistake. Is that right? The residential school experience for me was a fantastic experience. Is that right? So much of that is reported, you know, that's, that's, that's uh, skewed. It's not quite right. They don't have the whole picture. There was a lot of us who had positive experiences yeah. at the native residential school. But I am I've gotta say surprised when you yeah. say that the residential experience was was a good one for you. Yeah, it was. I um, learned how to, I learned how to speak English. Yeah. I learned how to play the piano. That started at residential school, the, the yeah. piano thing. Oh, yeah. They tried to educate us. They made mistakes, but they tried.
0: So when they see something like that, that's why it was buried so deep. Oh, no, panic. You know what are we going to do now? We better come up with a better story. Those sick nuns, those evil priests, they were murdering the indigenous kids, too. That's the ticket. we got to up the ante, because if a guy like Thompson Highway is saying, man, we all benefited, which is what he's saying, Oh we got to have a better story then. They were murdering the children and burying them in unmarked graves. And some of them were eating the kids, too. Yeah, yeah. I remember reading about that. Horrible stuff. And, of course, the little ferret, well, he went on TV because he was devastated. Truly, he was
2: devastated. Indigenous communities across this country have my commitment that they will get the resources necessary to recover and document as much as possible these kids in these graves.
0: (laughs) As much as possible. Straight from central casting this guy, right? Every time I see him, he's got a different hairstyle. He's fooling with his beard all the time, he's constantly shaving, he's growing the hair, cutting the hair, he's an actor! He is an actor, he's a narcissistic little actor! Yet when he comes on TV and says, we're going to do everything we can, everybody starts fanning their faces and getting upset and buying into the nonsense. When is it going to stop? Because you know the truth about Little Ferret, right?
2: I think our leader Trudeau, I don't think I've ever heard him say a true word.
0: (laughs) But again, we'll throw that picture up on the screen. I want you to remember this because this is what you saw at the time when you were buying into all this. There's Justin. He's in mourning. He's in full-on performance mode there, friends, holding a teddy bear just right for the cameras. You see that? Kneeling at a fake news grave, and pretending to care about genocide that never happened. You you already know how this works or you wouldn't be watching this show, but it's so important to remember that whether we're talking Ukraine, COVID, whatever it is, that performance is what we're getting. It's wag the dog on everything. Whenever their lips are moving, they're lying. Not one body was found. But 80 Christian churches burned to the ground.
1: It's the latest in a string of arson or vandalism against churches across Canada. They hit 43 churches and 10 were hit in a single day in Calgary. 10 churches, one city, one day. Shocking. Those 10 incidents happening in Alberta province.
2: A pillar of the community over a century years old reduced to rubble overnight
1: in a blaze. The arson and vandalism follows revelations of hundreds of unmarked graves at former boarding schools for indigenous children, many
0: which were Catholic-run. You see, I, I, I take this pretty personally. This is my church. I love my church. My children are all baptized Catholics. My fathers go back generations, five generations of Catholic journalists defending the church. And they're coming out and they're just trashing the church and nobody cares. Nobody stands up for it. They have so emasculated the priesthood and the hierarchy of the Catholic Church that nobody stands up to them when they do this. You know those 80 churches that were burned up in Canada? Many of them served indigenous Christian communities. Did you know that? They were the beloved churches of the tribes up there. And they were saying, don't burn our churches, leave us alone. What are you doing? Fake news like this is dangerous, but nobody, nobody cares about the tribe, really. They don't care about the indigenous peoples. You know, in their feathers and in their war paint, they trot them out there for the little photo ops on TV. But in the minds of these globalists, the indigenous people are nothing more than useful idiots. <laughs> They're extras in the production. This is why Francis went to Canada put on the feather headdress started talking about what was it, the grandma of the west wind or something do you guys remember this the grandma of the west wind we got to listen to her and the four you know, directions or whatever was going on
2: up there i'll open the four directions before i do that
1: i'd like for you to put your hands on your heart each one of you the heart can be like a talking stick, but that's where the Creator put wisdom in humans, and we often need to remind ourselves of this. It's an important gesture to connect ourselves with that wisdom. I asked the Western Grandmother
2: to give us access
1: to the sacred circle of spirits.
0: And then the pontiff... The successor of St. Peter, Vicar of Christ, visible head of the church on earth, apologizes for the Catholic missionaries who brought Christ to the indigenous peoples. Apologized. He apologized for a genocide that never happened.
2: And wounds reopened just last year when nearly a thousand sets of human remains were found on the grounds of some of those schools, the Pope paying his respects at a cemetery and meeting with survivors.
0: That's another actor, friends. Playing a right, playing a role, playing a part. As they bury Christianity and get ready for this new one-world religion, Christ-free, of course. So why does Francis go to Canada? Why does he do all these stunts? Well, it's because he's so compassionate. And see, we can't understand that level of compassion because, well, we're, we're the unwashed masses, right? He's up here when it comes to compassion, so they want you to think.
2: All this nonsense about compassion is the manipulations of snakes pulling in the useful idiots, who perhaps are genuinely compassionate, to, uh, what would you say, to further their unbelievably narrowly self-centered and destructive agenda.
0: Pulling in the useful idiots. That's most of the people we see going along with the synod on synodality, you know?
2: So when you ask yourself, how can people be clueless enough to buy the politically correct line? The answer is, well, they're not very sophisticated verbally. And so if you offer them a solution, that's a one stop fits all solution. It's all power. Then they buy that because it's a comprehensive explanation for the world. There's a self serving aspect to it, and they have no capacity for critical thought. So if you're falling
0: for justin trudeau if you're falling for the this fall you're gonna die thing so get the mask well if you're falling for pope francis's synod on synodality the whole listening thing oh yeah. <laughs> you think he's serious about that he really wants to listen to the youth and to the marginalized No, know he's got a full-blown revolution going on it's already going on it's already happening all they need is justification by listening pretending to listen to you Just like they pretended to kneel at the mass graves. Everybody would be like, "Mm, yeah, we got to do something about this, right? And here's the thing, friends, we have to, we cannot let them demoralize us. We cannot allow them to think they have the power to pull this off, because they don't. But the, the only way, the most efficient way, for those of us who are not zombies, that's you, that's all of us, so we wouldn't be doing this together, the only way is to refuse to comply.
1: Because the fact is that increasingly we live in a country where only those who disobey, disobey will survive.
0: COVID was a training operation for the bad guys, for the Gateses and the Davos types, right? It was also a training time for us, wasn't it? It was boot camp for us. We now know what it's like to be locked down. We know what it's like to be the only one in an airport, not wearing a mask, right? We know what it's like to not comply. And so we have to really formalize that decision. We're going to to disobey and stand with the children of light, stand with Christ, stand with the Lumen Christi, or are we going to run off and seek refuge, save our little skins with the children of darkness, with the demons who are currently ruling this world, this Christless world? That's it. (laughs) That's all that matters. You said, what can we do about it? Well, you can make that decision. You can decide that, can't you? You can decide right now, I'm going to stand with Christ. I'm going to stand with the children of light. And if they come and take me away, I don't care because they can never take that away, right? That's something we can do right now. There's no other alternative, in fact. There's no other escape. And we were in Kensington a few moments ago in this clip, right? And we met this poor, unfortunate, drug-addicted homeless guy in Kensington, Pennsylvania. And he says something in this clip <laughs> that is so very profound.
2: Imagine that. Our three more generations, 100 years ago, how wicked and crazy is going to be in the streets unless something yeah. godly happens. Yeah. And that's all I pray for, something yeah. godly to happen to me.
0: Did you catch that? Unless something godly happens, there's no way out of here. That guy's looking at demons. He's living with demons that are all around him. Same demons, by the way, that the Pope apparently refuses to see as he frets about climate change and things that don't actually matter. See, friends, I'm going to leave you with this because it's so difficult. The, The line that we have to walk, the razor's edge that we have to walk is so difficult to do. But I think the most the most difficult part of it is realizing that we have to do it. We have to face the reality. It may make us unpopular at cocktail parties, right? And it has to do again with the Pope, the spiritual solution, the way out of here, the godly thing that has to happen. Francis is refusing to see it, and that's why it's my obligation before you, this audience, and before God, and before my family, and before everybody else to stand against him. He's not just a misguided pope, in other words. He's not just some modernist guy that's got some funny ideas. Right? He's a revolutionary. He's doing the bidding. And that re- revolution that he serves is doing the bidding of demons. In many ways it's being orchestrated by demons. So again, what, whether he's the pope or not, I'm not gonna spend a lot of time worrying about that. All I, I don't know the answer to that and I don't really care, quite frankly, because it doesn't change what we have to do. We need to stand with the children of light who are resisting the present pontificate and we need to stand against it with everything that we've got because there is no political solution to this. There is no political escape hatch. And friends, thankfully, we've been, t- <laughs> we've been talking about this for so long. It is so true. I am so grateful to God for the proof that it's true, that we're not alone.
1: The people are waking up. But all we need to do to stop this is have enough of us say, to hell with you. And it, I don't know what percentage it is, 10%. It's not many. And so I, I don't think I'm at much risk. And in the end, you have to live your life, you know, aligned to the light, telling the truth. And I'm delighted delighted to say it was nothing to do with my scientific research. But along the way, I have, I have been retouched by faith. And it's delightful, you know, because... The, the work on the other side of the fence is so bad that I remember one evening I came to the conclusion it was satanic. And I think at the same moment, I realized I had allowed myself to fall out of, out of contact with the creator. And uh, my life's been a lot better since. That is what the Francis revolution is so afraid
0: of. That's why they took out the Latin Mass. Why? Because there were numbers growing. They were powerful and influential people that were coming back to the faith, back to the church, you see? And he knows if enough of that goes on, this whole revolution, this modernist, globalist, synod of synodality, nonsensical revolution against the old way is going to collapse. And right now, the Catholic world is rising up. Doesn't it feel like just about every week I bring up another bishop, another priest, another situation? where you can see people are like oh, okay I get it I get it now yeah just just considering this this Catholic identity conference I'm not doing a plug or a commercial for the Catholic identity conference what I want you to think about it. let this sink in let this sink in a conference organized by us by our by our team this year coming to speak at that conference and remember this is right on the eve of the Synod on Synodality in Rome you have speaking on the roster one cardinal of the Catholic Church, Cardinal Muller, one archbishop, one core bishop from the Eastern Church, one bishop, a regular bishop, three priests, two Vatican journalists, three international newspaper editors, journalists, a, a French freedom fighter, one of the guys that runs the, the, the pilgrimage to France in France, two university professors. A true pro-life warrior who was all over the international news a few a year or so ago when he got arrested by the FBI and he went and fought them in court and he won. We got a New York City cop coming in to talk about what happened to those guys when they didn't comply. And then another seven, eight hundred people are going to be in the room, thousands of people on live stream. Friends, what am I saying? The war is on. <laughs> and in addition to this, that's not all. That's just at our one conference. Every day, another bishop is waking up. This is what I keep saying. Don't just stand out there and condemn them all and call them by their face, first name. Put them all in one bracket. Make fun of them because your audience thinks it's so cute when you do that. Don't do that. If there's any bishop that has kept the faith, find a way of reaching out to him. Find a way to contact him. Find a way at least to pray for him. Get ready for him to come over. Because what's going to happen in Rome is going to wake them all up. (laughs) The ones that have kept the faith. Here's an example of a bishop out of nowhere sounding very, very Catholic again.
1: And I think it's very
0: important in particular that men begin to profess their faith in public again. Because for so long, we have left it solely to women. It's very difficult in today's world. They try to silence us in so many different ways. They've done that before. It's happened during the penal times.
1: but. People, ordinary people, have managed to keep the faith alive simply through prayer, and particularly through the rosary. The rosary is such
0: an important and powerful prayer in our lives. So we are faced with many of the challenges that people were faced with in penal times. We are faced with those challenges again. And the way that we can continue to keep the faith alive is to pray the rosary. That's pretty good. Thank you, Your Excellency. I thought Ireland had fallen into the sea. Maybe not. (laughs) But tonight's a twofer, because that Irish bishop is not the only one speaking out. Here's another one. Only this one is the primate of all Ireland. His name is Eamon Martin. And he decided that this was a pretty good time, as the Pope is taking down the Latin Mass movement. The primate of all Ireland decides this is a good time to speak favorably about the Latin Mass.
2: A lot of young people in Ireland, for example, who are attracted by, say, the Latin mass and mm-hmm. um, by mystery and, mm-hmm. and and I am meeting a lot of young people who are finding that, um, say, the Latin mass, that in some way it, they're touching the transcendent yeah. and you really want. And sometimes we also it's because they're being drawn into silence because the world is absolutely crammed with noise and distractions and confusions
0: friends this, this is so not over it's so not over we have just begun to fight right people are just realizing now there's a war on i gotta enlist
1: the surest footing we can find is to remain firmly upon the perennial teachings of the faith regrettably it may be that some will, be, will label as schismatics those who disagree with the changes being proposed. Therefore, standing firm does not mean we are seeking to leave the church. Instead, those who would propose changes to that which cannot be changed seek to commandeer Christ church, and they are indeed the true schismatics. Your excellencies,
0: your eminencies, which one of you is next? Which one of you is next? You can't go on like this. You can't go on pretending like you don't see what's going on because you know exactly what's going on, don't you? You know the faith comes first. You remember from your catechism class when you were little. You remember what your mother taught you, right? You remember what your parish priest taught you when you received your first Holy Communion. remember a long time ago, what did they teach you? The faith comes first. Then you went on, you heard your vocation, you became priests, right? You became bishops, cardinals. And now you're starting to see it, but you got to become a man of God again. That takes courage, I get it. You got to stand up on your own. You got to be singled out. You got to stand up for God. You got to stand up for your flocks, right? I'm not lecturing you. I'm just reminding you as a member of the faithful, a simple sheep, we need you to stand up for Christ and lead the way. That's what you got to do. And I know, I'm confident, I'm confident that there's a number of you, a certain percentage of you that's ready to do just that, to do the right thing, to resist what's happening in Rome, even if it means resisting, Francis, for God's sake, your excellencies, your eminences, fathers, become Catholic again, and understand that the moment you do that, you will have no greater defenders on the face of the earth than us, the traditional Catholic loyal opposition.